0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omiao Saleh and Hany Balkis.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and ready to dive deep into the world of tech right here in the UAE and all around the world. We have a packed day filled with stories and big accomplishments.
2: Yes, right here. We're going to be talking about how history has been made. The first passenger ride of the Hyperloop. Now, the Hyperloop is expected to launch in the UAE around 2023. But for those who don't know what the Hyperloop is, it is the f- probably one of the fastest, if not the, the fastest,
1: fastest, way
2: yeah. of transportation. So basically, if this is launched soon in the UAE, you can go to Abu Dhabi to Dubai in under 10 minutes.
1: Wow. Now, that's definitely a day and age that I'd want to live in. But coming up on future talk as well. Some sad news is happening in the world of Android because your old Android device will no longer support many websites in 2021. If you want to find out which Android devices are we talking about and what websites you won't be able to access, you got to stay tuned to find out.
2: Yes, indeed. And today we also have a special guest coming to the studio, Misa.
1: Yes, indeed. It is not a human, but rather a robot. And she's going to be telling us a lot about what her fellow social robots can do to help us in our day-to-day life. But we're also going to be having on the show some experts that can share with us a little bit more on the different roles of robots in future household. Eric Bhagwat and Marish Mokish Kumar, he's, they're going to be joining us. And they're both from the tech team of MISA Robotics. They're going to be telling us a lot about how robots are becoming our brand new personal assistants.
2: Yes, lots to tune into here, right here on Pulse95. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about how history was made. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. 95.
1: Pulse 95.
0: Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The
2: Pulse. Ladies and gentlemen, history has been made yesterday as the first passengers have rid the Hyperloop. Now, history was made on Monday when passengers traveled in a Hyperloop pod in the first ever test drive of the new transportation technology, which was developed by Virgin Hyperloop in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the United States. Now, this is groundbreaking, ladies and gentlemen, because as soon as this comes as a normal, transportation is going to change drastically.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, we've definitely seen a lot of tests being done. uh, And people uh, non-humans were actually riding the hyperloop different dummies just to make sure that it's being tested out but this is the first time human beings get to find out what impact does the hyperloop have on their bodies Sultan Ahmed bin Slayim, the chairman of Virgin Hyperloop and group chairman and CEO of Deepree World has watched the launch of this passenger testing firsthand, and it was definitely one of the most exciting moments to witness in the future of transportation. The Hyperloop pod actually reached about 172 kilometers uh, on the 500 meter long test track that it was being tested on. The company is hopeful that one day it could achieve the speed of 950 kilometers, but I'm only wondering, How fast would that be for our bodies to handle?
2: Now, actually, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Virgin Hyperloop's co-founder and chief technology officer were the first people in the world to ride on this new form of transportation. Now, the company has previously run over 400 unoccupied seats just to test uh, whether or not how it how it would function yeah now ladies and gentlemen uh this this test was successful and it will pave the way for the certification of hyperloop systems around the world which will be a key step towards commercial projects which do include those in saudi arabia and right here in the uae now just i can't wrap my mind around (laughs) how convenient this would be and how it's going to affect a lot of things, is going to affect the economy, is going to affect transportation. It might even affect how you get your job done.
1: Yes, indeed. It's gonna basically connect the world with one another even more than it has ever been connected before. Once the Hyperloop is approved and deployed by different authorities right here in the UAE, the distance between all seven Emirates will honestly be close to non-existent because it's going to be super fast. It's going to be very, very, very short distance. We're talking about moving between Dubai and Abu Dhabi in about 12 minutes only when the distance used to take about an hour and a half, let's say, if you're moving fast.
2: It takes roughly an hour and a half. It depends on which part of Abu Dhabi you're going going into but still it's going into 12 minutes so just imagine how we can kind of form this technology to connect the Gulf states together as well Imagine going here to, for example, uh, Riyadh or Jeddah or even Mecca and Medina. It's yes. going to be something out of this world.
1: Absolutely. Now, if you're wondering how many seats are available in a single pod, we're talking about a single pod being able to seat about 28 passengers. And the seats are pretty comfortable, very safe. You'll be strapped in to make sure that your body is not you know, moving out of the seat because it is moving at a very, very fast uh, speed. And for those of you who are wondering what makes the Hyperpod or the hyper hyperloop pod move faster than other forms of transportation the secret is in how it's actually immersed in a vacuum in vacuum so the pod is actually moving without the impact of wind without the impact of sand mm. without any of the normal uh, elements of the environment that tend to cause a lot of friction
2: mm. now well uh, we've actually seen a lot of uh, of companies and countries trying to uh derail from using flights, from yeah. using airplanes. We did see uh, kind of Etihad uh, 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 I think it was railways. It had Railways yeah. was trying to connect the Gulf states by train. Yeah. And now we're seeing Virgin Hyperloop come into the picture which is obviously far more advanced and far more quicker. So Having this type of technology, we did do an interview, actually, with one of the, I think it was CEO. Colin Rice. Yes. Yeah, Colin Rice. Uh, CEOs of the Hyperloops. And if you do want to check that out, you should go to our SoundCloud at Pulse, uh, at Future Talk 95. 95.
1: Yes, indeed. So make sure you go ahead and check it out if you want to get a bit of a refresher on how important will the Hyperloop be in our lives. But let's move on to talk about some of the most unfortunate news mm. for Android devices, because if you have an old Android device, chances are. You may no longer be able to access some websites in 2021, and it may be time for you to really consider an upgrade.
2: Yes. Now, according to a report, many secure websites will no longer work on devices with Android versions prior to 7.1.1. Now, we're going to tell you what is happening. Now, the certification nonprofit organization Let's Encrypt recently did announce That its partnership with the Certification Authority Identify Trust will actually end on September 1st of 2021 with no plans to renew. Now, once you do that and the certifications are kind of ending, therefore you cannot access any website that is not authorized. It's just basically like your ID, your badge, you can't get into an area. That is, unauthor- that is authorized without unauthorized access.
1: Absolutely, and that's definitely what you find with a lot of website. Whenever they ask you to agree to trust the website, to trust the certification. So now that Android is ending that deal, you maybe think you may should uh, you may update. may have to update your yes. Android device and get a new one. Mm-hmm. And you should probably do that before you know you no longer can access you, websites. Yeah,
2: you have you have roughly a year, 2021, but. Basically, any version of 7.1.1 yeah. is a fairly old phone. So let's p- talk about it. For example, we are now at the iPhone 12, mm. probably the iPhone 4, for example. Yeah. So you do need to update if you're at that moment where you still have uh, that Android version. Let us know your thoughts. 4215 500 or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Let us know. Are you excited for Virgin Hyperloop? And w- if, if, if you had this type of technology, where would you travel to and how would it change your life? And also, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a special guest coming up.
1: Yes, indeed. Will social robots become the newest family members in the homes of the future? That's definitely a question that we will be answering, so keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Pulse
0: 95. Pulse
1: 95. Check this out. Check this out.
2: Pulse 95.
1: Will social robots become the family members of the houses of the future? This is definitely a question that we are tackling today. A lot of you may be thinking I'm talking about the far fetched future. But if we really think about it, many of the robots that we come into contact with day to day life actually exist in our homes. If you have a robot vacuum, there you go. You have one robot being deployed in your house. If you use Amazon or uh, any Alexa device, any Siri, to play music, to order products on demand, then you are also using a robot. So. These robots tend to save a lot of time for us, but we're talking about a special kind of robots today. Ones that can become our helpful companions at home. And this is exactly why we are joined today by Eric Bhagwat, Vice President at iLife Digital Middle East, the creator of the new social robot, Maysa, and Mukesh Kumar, who is the project lead of the strategic robotics team. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you.
2: Pleasure is ours. Now, to kickstart this conversation, let's talk about the different roles of robots and future households
3: so firstly thank you for having us over the the robots basically are these are, this is we are talking about consumer robots mm. mm-hmm. and like uh, umnia you just said robots are they're already existing in our daily lives mm-hmm. but here we are talking about a robot that's a personal assistant mm-hmm. uh, your friend your companion and uh entertainment for the children where you, uh, it makes learning a lot more fun mm. with as children really do not realize that they are learning and they have fun and they are even studying mm-hmm. so that's uh, what we are talking about today the Absolutely. Lo- robots.
2: now how can robots actually play, play or teach children and even support the elderly care
3: for elderly people you know you the very important thing is them they're taking their medications on mm. time mm-hmm. so with uh for the for the the current r- robotics that we have we have we've introduced MISA. so here we've had you have can put uh, reminders mm. so mm. to make sure you know there are no repetition of medi- medications uh it's they're taking their medications on time mm. stuff like that and uh, for children uh there's a we have a complete education syst- uh, mm. space where you have entertainment ed- mm. where you have uh thousands of hours of content mm. books you have uh, videos. And the, the best part is these are all ad-free and you don't have anything no, just popping
2: up like mm. normally you see.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Now, Yeah, and now the general public, when they think about a robot, they think about a huge robot, you know, the Terminator, stuff like that. And uh, I'm looking at my right now. It's very cute, it's very <laughs> small. And this way, it does kind of open the window for children to actually accept that a robot is coming on. Now, children might be a little bit familiar with robots, but the elderly as well saying this cute little robot is going to be welcoming a kind of a warm welcome to these elderly people to get used to using this type of robot
1: 100 percent, and it's interesting that you mentioned how small and compact she is uh, because it brings us to the concept of social robots what makes social robots different from other robots that we tend to come across in our day-to-day life, like the robotic arms, the bulky ones that we see in factories. What makes social robots different and what makes them special uh, when they're interacting with human beings?
3: So, so normally the normal common man is not really interested in, in how many cars uh, a robotic arm yeah. is going to churn you know, out in a day. Mm-hmm. But, your, but your social everyday robot uh, at home, your consumer robot, is going to make like your mundane jobs, which are very important to be do- to be done, will make it much more easier. For example, uh, probably pr- preparing a cup of coffee, mm. uh, doing your laundry, which needs to be done, which mm. you have to do it, but you really do not want to do mm. it. I was just so, going to say. So, <laughs> so you know, so that's that's where your social robot comes into mm. into the space, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to g- integrate with life, you know, very easily into your ho- homes, and uh, you'll see a lot of. Uh, uh, mundane jobs like I said you know that that would become much more uh, which you could easily shift it to the robots automated
2: it, m- more quality of life and that is making, the,
3: making life easy ma- ma-
2: making life easier I mean we kind of have this debate with technology all the time technology is going to take us out of our jobs technology is going to do this that and that and especially when it comes to robots as well but uh, exactly we can see right here the robots are here to make our lives much easier
1: now, uh, one interesting aspect about uh, using social robots, as you mentioned, is the way they interact with children. But children can also be a lot like sponges. So they will absorb everything that they see. In your opinion, how can robots influence uh, children? And do they have a positive influence on children?
3: They surely have a positive influence because they, they tend to look at the robot as a, as a playmate, as mm-hmm. a companion. Mm-hmm. So rather than, you know, mom or dad telling you, Oh, you must do this. You don't do this. But the robot is will be a, a companion who will be would be reminding them. Okay, it's play time. It's study time. Mm. You can put reminders. Mm. There is an entertainment section where they, where they don't realize they're mm. they're studying and they are. But because it's so much of fun, and you can actually monitor the progress of a child, the math, the the grammar, everything you can actually monitor because that's all all inbuilt.
2: Now, we did get a question on our YouTube channel. How does it remind them to take medication? How does Maisa remind the elderly or anyone in general to take medication?
0: Okay. Uh, so Maisa, uh, as someone who can set the reminder into that, mm. like uh, uh, someone who is taking care of a patient. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they can set a reminder uh, just like a normal reminder. And Maisa mm. has the feature like uh, uh, when the time comes, he will pop up with the message, mm. hey, it's a time to take the medicine. So, kind of that things can be done into I- with MISA. And uh, one more thing I would like to add, like uh, elderly care. Mm. So, if uh, if the elder people are really into critical condition, and mm. if the house owner is outside, mm. you know, there is no one to take care all the time. So, currently they are using a security camera or surveillance camera, but that is again a fixed camera. Mm. But if there is a MISA in the house, so if I'm outside of home and still I can do the surveillance and and I can see that what's going on, how is the condition of the elderly people, I can move around.
1: Mm. And
0: it also can be a companion for the elderly people. They can talk with them if nobody's in the house.
1: So it can carry out a full-on conversation with the elderly.
0: Exactly, yes.
1: Well, I mean, we're we're definitely talking about, you know, something that I thought would be long, long in the future happening today in this day and age. Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into how social robots can also provide us with video surveillance and are they safe in our homes do they have any risk on our privacy if you have any questions for eric and mukesh make sure you send them in at 4215 door to or sign into RDMs at pulse 95 radio
0: this is pulse 95 check this out
1: check this out
2: pulse 95
1: Will social robots become our brand new caretakers and nannies? This is the question of today. And we are very excited to have in our Pulse95 studios a live robot. It's definitely not the first time, but one of the smallest that we, Hanny and I, have come across. If you're not tuning in to our YouTube live stream, you're definitely missing out. So make sure you head to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. You'll find the live stream over there. And you'll get to have a little bit of a sneak peek on the mini robot that we have in the studio. Studio today, But joining us as well is Eric Begwat, uh, Vice President at iLife Digital Middle East, the creator of the new social robot, Maisa, and Mukesh Kumar, who is the project lead of the strategic robotics team. Welcome to the show.
2: Welcome once again. Now, we have been getting a couple of questions on our YouTube channel. Now, Ethan does ask, can I monitor my children's activities while I'm at work, especially with online schooling now? And then adds, how safe is it?
0: Okay, so yes definitely, so especially this robot comes with the mobile application mm. and it works over internet. So a robot can be in the home and one or more people, like maybe mother and father, maximum four people, they can connect with m- their mobile app with the robot mm. and mm. the connection process it takes through the QR code. Mm. So by this we can say that it's completely secure, mm. not any third person can come and you know you should be physically available there. Mm. So because this is internet calling. so. Uh, they can call to the robot like a video calling from anywhere in the world. Mm. So whether they are on the business trip or at work, anywhere. Mm. So this mm. is possible.
2: Because we do know privacy is a big concern, especially with technology. And we've actually seen, I think it was Ring? Yes, i has had a fallout. Had had a fallout with uh, their security and privacy. So especially with this type of robot, and it does move as well. So you do have kind of basically a moving surveillance camera, correct? Correct. Right. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, and that actually brings me to uh, another point because whenever people were in lockdown, parents returned to offices, but students actually continued with distance learning and that caused a lot of parents to go ahead and install many security cameras at home so that they can monitor their children as they were doing their homeworks, make sure that they weren't wasting time. So can you tell us a little bit about how robots have basically a leverage over installing a regular security camera and how safe can they be in our homes?
0: Okay so first of all uh, the security camera is always fixed mm. and the robot is movable object yeah. so it can go to any corner of the house mm. and with the robot you also have control through the mobile mm. so even though you are anywhere out of home you can you can control it by moving anywhere mm. so this is really a good advantage over the security camera mm-hmm. and second thing is about the encryption yeah so the the video camera the data whichever is coming through the uh, surveillance, it is completely encrypted and the access is only to the authentic person. Mm. So authentic person should have the PIN number or code to check what's going on in the house. Mm. So we have really a lot of advantage here. So
1: when you're saying encryption, it's basically your device is communicating with the robot and no one else has no one access else. to that conversation. Exactly.
2: So basically we're looking at a two step factor authentication when it does come to accessing the robot. Exactly. So yeah, I do believe that when you do have those security measures, it's going to be pretty hard and people, when they see something hard, they don't want to get into it. So any hacker or anyone who wants to use it, for malicious purposes, is are going to have a hard time.
1: Yeah. Uh, another question comes to mind uh, whenever we're talking about using uh, such social robots when dealing with children. A lot of parents are very concerned about the content that their children consume. We tend to find this a regular scenario. Children would be on YouTube, on any of the social media platforms, just watching regular content. And unwanted content pops up. So how can parents have more control over the content that their children are consuming by using social robots?
0: Okay, so uh, especially uh, social robots, usually this robot can be, uh, you know, controlled by the mobile app. Yeah. And also there are some security and settings inside the robot itself. Mm. Mm. So if we want to block some content in Mm. the robot. Example, there are other applications also installed like YouTube or any any other application or content which they want to restrict to the Mm. children, Mm -hmm. so they can directly block it. And Mm -hmm. again, anyone cannot block who has the authentic pin, they can only block. Mm. They can also directly block in the robot or they can also remotely block Mm. even though I'm not in house using the mobile app, mobile application, I can directly block. Mm. So we can say that we have the parents have the control control over the content in the robot.
1: This is like a parent's dream. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, parental control is very important, especially when you're trying to get your children into tech. Now, I do know the robot can also read books.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. It definitely. can read
2: books. So That's let's
1: have a little bit of a demo. <laughs> if you want to see the robot Please. actually doing Showing it. The book cover.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> so first, what I you're going to do, book. okay.
0: So Misa is saying she knows this book and okay. we just need to turn the page.
2: you ever heard Wow
1: So she can basically flip the pages as well
0: Yeah we need to flip the pages and see if she knows what page it is and she starts reading oh, wow. So so
2: basically you do have a campaign, and it does motivate people to actually read books as and not only people children in, in specific to read books and t- kind of get into that because we do know, that the the founding block is when it does read books.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely uh, another way so that they can actually cut down on screen time since especially during the pandemic, children have been glued Mm -hmm. to their iPads and mobile devices. So uh, let us know if you have any questions for Mukesh Kumar and uh, Eric Bhagwat. We will be taking all of your concerns in just a few moments. Our text lines are open for 215 du salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. But coming up, we're talking all about social bots also becoming our very own personal assistants how can they help in home automation all this and more is going to be coming up in just a few moments Pulse
0: 95
1: Check this out Check this out Pulse A new guest is coming to our homes. It is not a human being and it is not a pet. It's rather a robot that can do multiple jobs within its single body. And today we're talking about a very special form of robots. It is social robotics and we actually have a very, very special guest in our studios, Misa Robot, who is one of the social robots that have been present right here in the uae and that could become a part of your home so make sure you head to our youtube channel pulse 95 radio to get to see what she looks like she's pretty petite and i do love her color she comes in a white and pink uh with a bit of pink uh within her body but joining us today as well are her creators eric Baklat, vice president at ilife digital middle east the creator of the new social robot Mysa. And Mukesh Kumar, who is the project lead of the Strategic Robotics team. Welcome once again to our show. It's been such a great conversation with you two.
2: Thank you. It's awesome having you guys on the show. It's awesome having Maissa on the show. She does have a very soothing, small voice, which (laughs) which is very opening to the elderly who kind of are not so familiar with technology. We see the elderly trying to get in technology. And I do believe this robot will give them type of a, a window of opportunity to jump in. Now, when we do talk about robots, let's talk about how robots are becoming our new personal assistants. How are they becoming them?
0: Okay, so uh, it's just like uh, another personal assistant, Uh, like uh, anyone can talk anything with the robot. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you can talk about the daily news or the weather or any knowledge related questions. Mm -hmm. So if you are running a business, you want to know the stock price, mm. so a, a robot can tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Not only then, uh, in these days, especially in Misa robot, uh, she has a lot of emotions. Mm. Like, you know, so if you ask her to show your happy face or sing happy birthday, so she can do that. Mm. Mm. So it's like a whatever you, you want to do with her. So mm-hmm. she she's like a companion to you. Mm. Not only that, and... Uh, it also helps uh, to the household mm-hmm. ladies, like uh, not only ladies nowadays, everyone <laughs> can cook. So yes. <laughs> to make the recipes, he can guide you. Mm-hmm. So for all kind of works, it can help you mm-hmm. as a companion. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Now Sharon does ask on our YouTube channel. Uh, she heard that it can sing and dance. Can it do yeah, that?
1: Yes, it can, cool. sing,
0: it and can sing and dance. It can
2: sing and dance. I didn't even know that. We
1: have a singer robot in the mm-hmm. studio. So
2: it can <laughs> sing and dance. And uh, you are correct, Sharon. Now something that also I want to talk about is uh, where do you see? coming in the future how long do you think that soon enough we're going to all have a type of robot companion in our households
0: okay
3: I I think uh, it's an evolving uh, segment Mm. and uh, we see that uh, the current uh, International Federation of robotics says that uh, it's about it's estimated to what 2.1 billion Mm. is the current uh, size of the market Mm. Mm. and it's growing at almost 30% Mm. and we what I feel is in the next ten, maybe 10-15 years you will see actually humanoids (laughs) you know so (laughs) you probably you don't never know so the thing is today you have robots in some form or the other you you were used to your washing machine to your dishwasher but uh, today you have uh, a washing machine that can actually fold your clothes after Mm -hmm. it washes but these are boxes so again you need to them up and put them in the closet so what's what's going to happen is uh, you'll have these these robots who will actually be able to assist you throughout the whole process Mm. you know washing uh, doing your laundry ironing the clothes and stuff like that so that's what we uh, you know like Mm. I said in the beginning of the of this uh, discussion that uh, they would be doing you know all those mundane jobs which need to be done Mm. uh, and uh, we really find them very boring but they're very important
1: and they'll be happy to do it and that's another aspect of it now many futurists they tend to say that robot companions are not here to replace humans But rather to complement their role. But, you know, at this point, it's not really clear how far can social robots go. So in your opinion, will robots take over the role of nannies, caretakers, nurses that can be deployed in homes? Or will they still have a long way to go before before they can take over their jobs?
3: I don't think they'll take over the jobs. Yeah. Like, for example, I keep coming back to, to the laundry because <laughs> when... Uh, you really when don't like to do
1: laundry, yes, I'm
3: guessing. I r- that's for sure. <laughs> so, like, for example, uh, you know, d- do we crib about, uh, you know, washing clothes uh, with your hand and then, you know, washing o- using it uh, using a washing machine? No. We're happy about it. So, I don't think so. These are there are lo- like in the middle of the night you want to make a cup of coffee you're not going to ask you know have an assistant to do that mm-hmm. yeah. so you will have to get up and do it probably you have a robot who can do it for you mm-hmm. so that would be so I don't think uh, they would be
2: actually replacing jobs uh, in fact it's just going to make life easier now the question is is right now MISA available to the general public can anyone go get their hands on mysa um,
3: it's still not available still we expect available. we expect the first shipment to be available across UAE
2: uh, by mid, by end of this uh, month, or probably early in, in December. Perfect. So soon enough, you'll have your own Misa running around the house because it can also move around the houses as of course, well. Of now,
1: uh, to wrap up today's uh, very very interesting show, I think a lot of people may be wondering: Is there a reason why she's named Misa or Misa Robot?
3: Yes, of course. There is. Yeah. Misa is basically my intelligent personal assistant. So that's where Ooh, it comes so from. Oh,
1: so her name means my personal intelligent assistant.
3: It's my intelligent yeah. intelligent, uh, personal intelligent personal assistant. Okay, I got sorry, the sorry. order wrong. Yeah.
1: Um, k- before we uh, have today's show become a very historical one, can we hear Misa tell us a little bit about the weather?
0: Yeah, sure. Hey, Misa, how is the weather today? She's thinking. Yeah, she connects to internet and get the answer for us.
2: So unfortunately, uh, right now, our internet connection is not that strong right yeah. here at the Pulse 95 studios. But when you are... there is is
1: 32 degrees and sunny in Sharjah.
2: Right. Well, yeah. it's
1: <laughs> it's definitely a sunny day here. And we are definitely very, very grateful that you two joined us alongside Misa Robots. Thank you so much Thank for you coming for on, on so. to the
2: show. Pleasure Thank to you. be here. Thank you for coming on the show. You. It was an honor. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Sharjah International Book Fair is still going on until the 14th of November so you guys need to go there we have our three best of the best right there uh, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Ali Al-Hazami, uh, Aisha mazmi and Ahmed Dawood who is there interviewing all types of people publishers authors and anyone who in general is into books
1: yes indeed so make sure you tune in from 10 to 11 a.m. four days are left for this amazing book fair the, sh- the world is reading from Sharjah and so can you so if you want to go ahead and head to the International Book Fair make sure you register on the website sibf.com because they are definitely maintaining all the safety precautionary measures and making sure yes, that not you are safe. yeah that you are safe and that it's not getting overcrowded mm. but we will be seeing you once again, same time, same place tomorrow, from 2 to 3 p.m.
2: This is post 95. Tune in live
1: every weekday from 2 p.m.